What if I told you the reality you know is one of many? This doesn't make any sense. Time drive. My name is Tyler Pino, and my name is Michael Holler. Um, how? Uh, what are you? What are you doing, champ? What? What? Where did we leave off? We, Last episode, we talked yeah. all about uh, Donald Trump, and yeah. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Um, yeah. It's not politics forever. I wish it would all go away. Do what, you really? How was your? How was your week? Yes, I, I wish it would all go away. They all suck. All of them. Every uh, every fucking one of them. They're terrible. And we should just live in anarchy. <laughs> well, um, my week's been okay. Uh, I actually saw a film last night that I'm legally not allowed to talk about. What? Yep. Yeah, I didn't even hear about it. Probably because you weren't legally allowed to talk about it. Yep, not legally allowed to talk about it. I will say um, the film doesn't come out for another three months. Okay. Um, it is a film by a very popular and respected filmmaker it's martin scorsese it is a sequel and the entire cast is returning a popular and respected filmmaker i'm not gonna say what it is but if you can figure it out i saw it um is it quentin tarantino nope is it uh steven spielberg He's making nope. Big Fucking Giant 2. <laughs> I didn't even They're know there was a sequel. Is this where the giants actually come and murder everyone? It probably. Um, is it... Uh, um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to guess. All right. Zack Snyder. Nope. You saw Justice League early. I did. I How saw Justice League. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was exactly what you feared it would be. I'm just kidding. Um, I will say that I hope it's a good indication of 20... Was it good? It was. It was very good. I will say that if it's any indication of how 2017 is going to go, I hope we're in for a good year, all things considered. And it may end up being my favorite movie of next year. Cars or 3. Or one of them. Nope, not Cars 3 either. I don't even think that movie's coming out so for another So is it more year. like a prestige film, or is it a... Um like a blockbuster film it was an it was an indie film an indie film i mean it's i mean you could kind of call it a bigger film now but the first one was very much an indie film like we don't have permits to even really shoot here kind of indie film the director is known for doing projects like that you saw boyhood too <laughs> yeah yeah and they filmed it actually over the course of uh three years and uh they did the same movie again but now everyone hates it because there's no gimmick took 12 years to make yep 12 years a slave it really deserved an oscar (laughs) i don't know michael i don't know what to tell you i don't even know how to guess this movie i don't know i'm not good at this shit all right that's that's fine god what a weird segment that what a weird segment that was all right well you mentioned cars (laughs) three so yeah i guess they're making another cars movie i didn't even know they made a cars two but uh, apparently people are freaking out about this cars three trailer 
Uh, yeah, you know, both the Cars movies were awful. Um, there's no real way around that. They were both awful. So having them be like, we're making a sequel. What about Planes? How did you feel about Planes? Oh, God, you want to hear something really funny about that? Why didn't they make that? a Trains movie? Um, well, because they already covered the automobiles. What are they going to do next? Um, uh, a train is not an automobile. It is a locomotive. Uh, anyways, yeah, Cars 3. Um, f- funny thing, I don't know if you know about this. You know those Planes movies? There were two of them, right? Apparently the first one is actually a prequel. Because the one they made was the second one. And then they decided to make a prequel after they made the, that second one. There's a fucking weird story behind it. I don't get it with Disney's whole fascination is... Wasn't it, isn't it John Lasseter? John Lasseter is the one that has like a fucking fascination with these Cars movies and no one else gets it. it sounds like autism. Quite possibly. Um, sorry. But I mean, <laughs> these movies suck and I don't know why they keep making it. Um, yeah, well, uh, do they do well? I don't... Not critically. I feel like they've sequelized more of these than they have for even, like, the movies that did well. We got well. fucking four movies in the Cars universe and only <coughs> one Incredibles. Well, they're working on another one, aren't they? Yeah, coming out, what, two, three years from now? or Something like that? Sure, but that... Well, I mean, uh, what is his name? Ray Bird? Brad Bird? Brad Bird. Brad Bird. Big Bird. He, he's a busy guy. He does his own movies. He doesn't, he doesn't want to tie himself <laughs> down to the Incredibles. What other movies is he doing? Well, he did that. He did Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. No one saw it. He did Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, but that was years ago at this point. Listen, after making the film of a lifetime, he's been very busy. What film was that? I don't know. I'm just, the uh, first Incredibles? That was the fucking, uh, that was the, the kid from Breaking Bad commercial that he did with the, the Xbox. He's like, after the role of a lifetime, I've been busy, and he's playing Xbox. <laughs> what is his name? I don't know. From Breaking Bad? Which one? The the younger of the duo. Uh, Aaron, Aaron no, Paul. I, yeah, I was going to say Aaron Eckhart. I'm like, that's wrong. Aaron Eckhart probably uh, doesn't play much Xbox. But he <laughs> hasn't Eckhart been very busy either. either. <laughs> so maybe he is. What has he been in post-Dark Knight? Uh, I have no <laughs> idea. The, the only thing that he's in is he's in that, uh, um, that horror movie with um, young Bruce Wayne. Did you know, okay, you know what's fucked up about that? That kid's name is uh, David Mazuz, who plays young uh, Bruce Wayne. Okay. So I've known that for a while. Uh, then I found out that I was wrong. For some fucking reason, he pronounces it David. <laughs> I heard somebody say it in an interview, and I was like, are you, what are you, like, what, did you stutter? What, what the fuck was that? Because they're like, David Mazuz. And, and then I looked it up, and yeah, no, that's how you say it. Is it <laughs> Why? Why? I don't know, maybe his, his parents really hated him. Maybe it's that's like, quite possibly. Maybe that's like the actual Hebraic pronunciation. You know, back to this whole Cars Pixar thing because I'm really fucking. I I'm not a fan of most of the Pixar movies. Um, most of the Disney movies, actually. You don't like kids movies. Yeah, is I, what you. That was what you said. Yeah. It's not true. I like some kids movies. Don't like most of them. Okay, go on. We won't have this discussion. Um, <laughs> Why, why, why those movies? Because they're never really critically received. They're never really. I don't think they do much better than any other films box office wise. Especially considering 
every other goddamn time you see one of these Disney movies coming out, they're like, it broke all the records. Okay, so can we at least just get to the point and say um, the trailer itself opens with the main car, Lightning Steve McQueen. Is that what his name is? I feel like Steve McQueen is a real person, so I'm probably wrong on that. <laughs> um, McQueen is his last name, though. Uh, and he blows up. He dies. He's in a car crash. And, like, this, this somber text comes up where it's like everything will change. My guess is that's a dream sequence. Probably. They're just, they want to be like, well, we got to convince them that there's a reason to do Cars 3. <laughs> let's. It's like, it's like when that first trailer. Bang quite it's literally. like when that first trailer for Iron Man 3 came out. <clears throat> yeah. Where he was saving people off of Air Force One. And everyone's like, oh man, this is going to be like the dark Empire Strikes Back kind of sequel. Um, after Iron Man 2 was a piece of shit. Uh, nope. Nope, they just lied to us. They just lied to us. It's the way they do business. That's fine. It's the way all of Marvel does business. Um, well, apparently, Marvel. it's 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 their it's their new Fantasia. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, you just look. You I fucking would, just look so dejected. There are so right then. many reasons that I wish that Zach was still here. Um, that being one of them, uh, because God. You know, we'll get to it. I already said that. Uh, the Flash movie. Yes. Down another director. Down another director. Um, and they haven't uh, announced who they're going to have for the replacement. No, the director, I can't pronounce his name. He directed Dope. David Mazouz. <laughs> you sure it's not David, you idiot? Um, <laughs> Why would it be that? Why would it be David? I, yeah, you know, I was actually in a... Um, you know, like when you go to like a restaurant or like fast food place, and they like call out your name for the order. Sure. I was in one of these places. It was actually Wendy's, and I swear to fucking God, the person calling names fucked up all of them so horrendously. I thought it was like you know those substitute teacher Key and Peel skits. Yeah. That was the first name I heard. She <laughs> fucked up four names. What were they? Uh, well, the were first they like one normal I remember. Names. Yeah, they were normal names. The first one I do remember where she was like, David. No, she didn't fuck it up. Did, she, she was yeah, serving she, the yeah, from Gotham. Yeah. He lives here in the city. Yeah. And then someone in the back was like, uh, you mean David? David? <laughs> and I can't remember what the other three names were, but she did it every single fucking time. And what like, was her ethnicity, this lady? I'm, that's not like a gotcha thing. I'm just saying, like, if she's Hispanic and she's a David, that's how they pronounce it. No, she was, she was black. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was a gotcha thing. <laughs> You laughed anyway. But, uh... I really should have phrased it like, uh, was she, like, foreign? Was English her first language? <laughs> but now we sound racist. <laughs> what has this become? <laughs> um, anyways, back to, uh, back to, back to The Flash. No, um, so initial reports were The Flash's original director was going to be the writer of the film. And he <coughs> he dropped out because of creative differences. Uh, then after that, they combined the Flash project with the Cyborg project, and they were going to make it a... They're going to call it Flyborg, the motion picture. They're actually going to call it, yeah, Sash. Oh, that sounds stupid. <laughs> Flyborg is way better. <laughs> um, but it was going to be like a buddy cop style kind of duo action team thing. Um, and they had the director of the uh, the hit film Dope. And uh, he recently dropped out because of creative differences. So now they're down two directors. Um, 
if they take much longer to figure out who is going to direct it, they're going to have to push the movie back at least two years because Ezra Miller has prior filming obligations. Yeah, he's going to do all those Harry Potter movies now. He's going to do all those Harry Potter movies. Um, so right now there's talks about them just shelving Flash until they can figure out what to do with it. Well, that's uh, disconcerting. Um, it, it certainly doesn't sound like they're getting their act together. My uh, thought on the whole thing is that they're probably uh, reshuffling, reorganizing a lot of things over at DC still. Um, <laughs> we're, we're changing our release schedule. What's it going to be like? Well, we're going to have Batman, yeah. and then Batman 2. Well, that's the thing. It's like, why wasn't it just the Batman Cinematic Universe to begin with? Why, why wouldn't you start I in Gotham with I a character that we I know? I don't think you understand. Deadshot is the popular one here. You know, I was thinking about that last night, um, Deadshot being the villain, and like, I just like it less and less the more that I think about it, simply because it sounds like it could very easily ape the Marvel formula of, like, let's just get a bad guy who's the same thing as the good guy, and then make him fight. You mean Deathstroke? Oh, Deadshot is what you were talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about Deathstroke. So now we've moved on to a different topic. Um, Deathstroke is in the Ben Affleck movie. And I, I don't know how I feel about that. I would much rather have someone like Riddler or Joker or, like, a classic Batman villain. I mean, I don't even really need a classic Batman villain. If you pulled out some shit like, hey, we're doing Mad okay. Hatter. Mad Hatter would Man. be weird. Yeah, but you know what? Fuck it. Why not? I kind of don't want to see something that's already been done before. I don't want to see, like, Zack Snyder's interpretation of Mad Hatter because it's going to be real gross. <laughs> like, it's it's already got, like, well, a whole bunch Well, it's not Zack of, Snyder's. It's Ben Affleck's interpretation. It's got a whole bunch of, like, pedophilic undertones as it is with Mad Hatter. He's always going after little girls. And that was actually a whole thing. And, um, gosh, what was it? Robin Year One, uh, he, like, ch- takes down a child trafficking ring that Mad Hatter is kind of, like, involved in. I don't think he's, like, starting it. I don't think that's his whole game. He just wants to control their minds because he's kooky crazy and he wants an Alice. Um, Long story short, that's not what I want to see in a movie. I'm just saying go with something that's weird. Like, do something we haven't seen before. Do something interesting. Do something that's going to surprise me. Because I feel like if you put a movie and you put the Joker in it, as cool as that may be, I'll be like, well, I've... You kind of know what's going to happen, right? I guess. Like, they're not going to... There's. What do you mean? Like, they can't... Flesh out this argument if you want me to accept it, Chan. Like, it's just like... The Joker is a character that the audience is very familiar with already. Sure. You can't really do anything that's surprising to the audience with that kind of character because they already know who he is and what to expect from him. Sure. And you're you're not going to really kill him. Because he's a popular character, and why, why would you, you kill him? Exactly, that's the point. But, but what's the but why, why why do you need to kill the bad guy? You don't have to, but it's something that I really like. My favorite of the Nolan Batman films was Batman Begins. It's a um, stupid opinion, but go on. <laughs> why is it a stupid opinion? Because Dark Knight is much better. Well, Batman Begins is the only film that is truly a story about Batman. In The Dark Knight, as great of a film it is, Batman is really more of an entity or a side character um, to the events that are occurring, and the movie is not really about Bruce Wayne or Batman as a character. It is about the crime in Gotham. That's what's in the forefront. Um, Batman Begins is a story about Bruce Wayne and his motivations and what drives him to be Batman. Um, and in that, you get this nice... And it's dumb as shit, because it's not his parents dying, it's stupid Rachel Dawes and him wanting to fuck her. 
What? She shouldn't have been in the movie. Fuck Katie Holmes. Go on. <laughs> I think it was... Was it Katie Holmes in the first one or Maggie Gyllenhaal? Maggie Gyllenhaal was, a, was Dark Knight, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I liked it. Like, we're going to do Ra's al Ghul. And I'm like, all right, sure. You said it wrong, but we'll go with it. Ra's al Ghul. Um, and I was like, all right. I didn't... I couldn't call what they are going to do with that. So I was like, sure, why not? And I saw it and I loved it. Wait, you couldn't call what they were going to do? With the Ra's al Ghul thing? Yeah. I mean... More than I could with what the Joker was doing. Sure. But my problem with, like, that kind of scenario is... I don't think that we should be, like, building up to a Shyamalanian twist. I don't think that that should be... No, no, I'm not saying there needs to be a twist. I'm saying do something that I will not expect. But what weren't you expecting in that? For them to do Rachel Ghoul. Like, I thought, like, oh, you're going to do a Batman movie. Oh, so which one of the villains that we saw in the Tim Burton films are we going to see again? Okay, well, okay, well, yeah, uh, I suppose. Well, it's, you're it's saying, like, but you're, it's okay, like, so you're looking well, at this well, on, like, like, like this. a meta-textual would, level. How would, you, how would you feel if, like, Spider-Man Homecoming was coming out, and they said, okay, and the villain for this film is going to be the Green Goblin? Yeah. But the Green Goblin's not, like, an interesting character. Joker is, and we didn't really get a good Joker story last time. I feel like Joker stories never really get tired of them as long as you do them well. Um, and what I want to see in this Batman universe, this new cinematic universe, I don't feel like we've ever really gotten a good depiction of Gotham since the Tim Burton movies, and I want to see that, and mm -hmm. I want to see it in a fully functional, fleshed-out way um, that it, like doesn't have to mimic the comics, it doesn't have to be exactly the same, but it functions... Um, like, we know that these other villains exist. We know that there's a Penguin. We know that there's a Riddler. I want to feel... Actually, I want it to be, like, a lived-in universe. Actually, more than most of the last films we got, more than the Christopher Nolan films, we've actually seen more of Gotham functioning as Gotham City as in Suicide Squad, oddly enough. Yeah. I mean, well, we didn't... I don't know. Did we even go to Gotham? I think... I guess there was a yeah, we scene did. or two in Gotham. Yeah, there were two scenes in Gotham. Yeah. The Harley Quinn, Joker scene, the uh, and the Deadshot scene. Right. And so, probably the ending scene with... And oddly enough, and we talked about this, it was always one of those weird things about Batman v Superman was that you feel like Zack Snyder, when you look at a movie like Watchmen, could build a really cool-looking comic booky universe. Well, then you and see, it looks like Detroit. It just looks like, yeah, basic. See, you know, okay, that's another thing that Christopher Nolan did, and I feel like it's one of those things that filmmakers kind of try to emulate because Dark Knight did really well. And they're like, we want to put it in the real world now. Well, even like Batman Begins too, like that movie was real stylized. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Dark Knight. So fuck you. Well, ah, it wasn't. Re it, it was more stylized in comparison to. Uh, it it Dark didn't Knight. look like Watchmen, but it looked more like what I would imagine Gotham City to look like if you made a movie of it. More so than like Tim Burton. More so than Joel Schumacher. Okay. And more so um, than The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, Dark Knight, like, again, like, I like that movie more than Batman Begins, but not for, like, it's one of those movies that you have to divorce yourself from the source material and realize that it's just a, it's an Elseworlds kind of interpretation of it all. Um, what I want out of the DC Cinematic Universe, and what I think everybody wants out of the DC Cinematic Universe, but unfortunately we really haven't got it, is just... Um, Take what's on the page and put it on the screen. Yeah, there's there's no reason that you can't do it. I think that this is the 
optimum time to do that. And I don't even, like, Marvel doesn't even do that. Um, people love the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but all of that is, like, very, very heavily adapted. I don't really read a whole lot of Marvel comics, and I, I realize that it's, like, set in the real world, whereas um, DC, they do fictional cities more often than not. But... I feel like none of these Marvel movies really have uh, like a unique look to them. Like I can't really flat think of... gray. Yeah, flat yeah. and gray. I mean, um, they all kind of look like the same movie. Except actually, except for um, the first Avengers, um, that was colorful and flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would say that they're more colorful than um... Civil War. Yeah, Civil War looks bad. Like it's it's a poorly shot film. Um, no, the, the the composition's fine. Is the colors are fucking yeah. weak. Well, yeah, the, the, yeah. I mean, it's in focus. I'll give them that. It's in focus with a really high frame rate. Yeah, uh, it's in too much focus. Really, I need a little bit of blur, so as not to feel sick in the theater. Um, not really a well composed movie. I could think of so many shots where I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> this it looks like you shot it with a handy cam and you're in best spot. Like when they're running at each other, I'm like. This is so stupid. Which I is which is so weird because I feel like everything is in a giant computer. They could do anything in the world, and they're like, "Yep, put it in a fucking airport." Which is weird because I feel like probably the two best Marvel films that we got as far as like cinematography wise. Actually, I'm gonna throw Ant Man in there. Um, Ant Man and the Winter Soldier. So I don't know. Oh, yeah, sure. Winter Soldier. Yeah, the, the, Winter, Winter Soldier was like a lot cleaner. Yeah. yeah. I think the what killed this one is uh, just the CGI, and the, the the it kind of the Robert Downey Jr. CGI. Jesus Christ, he just looks like a fucking disembodied head. Yeah, no on one top of a no one realized cartoon. this. I, I didn't even realize this the first time, but Tyler, you brought it up to me. Um, it looks kind of Green Lanterny, like Robert Downey Jr.'s head just looks like it's kind of floating it's on floating top of a completely head. CGI body. Because well, this it is. This is exactly what happened. Um, there are a couple. Uh, like behind the scenes photos of him wearing like a, it looks like it a looks like cosplay version. Yeah, <laughs> it looks of, like of the, the Times Square cosplayers of Iron Man. It's the same thing with like Spider Man. Like the, he's in a costume, oddly enough, um, just a costume that doesn't look anything like the one in the movie. It looks more kind of like the Toby suit ish, but just real shitty. It looks like they slapped <laughs> it together and then I mean, like, well, we're gonna paint all over this with uh, Microsoft Paint uh, in in post. So it's going to be a cartoon, but we want you here uh, just as a a model. Reference. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I, don't know. I, I really hate that about superhero movies. But, and, but you know, but here's, here's, the, here's the thing. thing. <laughs> if you're going to do that, which you could, uh, looking at Watchmen, they did a lot of that CGI shit. Like, a lot of it was just on a green screen. A lot of it was done in a computer. But they made it look like an interesting thing. It didn't look like the real world. And if you're going to shoot everything in a big, stupid computer... Don't try to make it look like the real world because you're not going to fool me. My brain's going to notice that, as fucking Plinkett would say. Just as you notice, Robert Downey Jr. looks like Green Lantern. Yeah, it's it's going to look weird and cartoonish. Same thing with Green Lantern. Like, I liked all of the stuff on Oa in Green Lantern where it was all just a giant cartoon. But then <laughs> it was all just him, a big pile of shit. Yeah, when you see him uh, just in the costume flying around, you're just like, oh, this is so stupid. <laughs> Fuck you, movie. You know there's an extended director's cut of that film? Oh, thank God. You know what that adds? 15 more footage, fifteen more minutes of footage of him and his Jar Jar Binks human counterpart. What is that? Do you, do you not remember, like, his best friend? Uh, Pie Face? 
they don't call him Pie Face because it's super racist, but that's what the character's name was in the comics. Oh, it that's... was like an Inuit guy. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, talk about a fridge character, which <coughs> also came from Green Lantern. Um, that's not what a fridge character is. I, I just wanted I to reference say, it. Yeah. Like just, okay. I just wanted to bring up there's another Green Lantern thing. Well, we the... talked about <laughs> very recently about how Green Lantern's always been racist. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know. But here's the thing. Like, the whole argument where, like, putting things directly from panel to screen, there is a fallacy in that. Because I really enjoyed the first season of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the second season of Daredevil that I started to not like certain aspects of the show. But those were the aspects of the show that were more accurate to the comic book. So the first season right, of Daredevil... Well, it all depends on how you do it. The problem with Daredevil, you're talking about like the ninjas and shit that come in. And yeah. Like all the and the black sky. Yeah. That's because they set up the first season. As this really grounded, grounded yeah, crime and- noir look on New York City. And it was fantastic. And I granted, I haven't read the Frank Miller run of Daredevil... Um, so I can't say if that's what it is exactly. Um, I mean, it's more or less. I mean, it, Frank Miller's always kind of like a little bit high concept, and there's there's like kooky stuff going on, but it, it's fairly grounded. Yeah, it's restrained. It yeah. feels restrained, and I really enjoyed that about Daredevil, and the second one was like, ninjas! And I'm like, well, fuck you too, Marvel. I can't... Well, eventually, see, that's the trouble um, with the Marvel television shows. I think it would work easier with something like Jessica Jones, but Daredevil itself, that first season, there, there were a few ninjas at the end there. But there was one. It was Nobu. And he fucked his shit up. Sure. Um, and it was it was really weird because in the first season of Daredevil, like you see that hallway fight in the first season of Daredevil, and like these are just like Russian dudes. Like They don't have any superpowers. They're just Russian. And he's getting the piss beaten out of him. Like he's having a hard time. And mm-hmm. the second one, he's like, "Listen to their swords. They're ninjas. You can you can beat twenty ninjas at once because you're Daredevil. You're a superhero." And I'm just like, "God damn it!" Yeah, no, that does get all get rid of all that shit. But the, the the intrinsic problem with that is, if it exists within the world of the Avengers, eventually you're going to have to get to a point where they're acknowledging these larger than life well, they... things. And especially if you're going to cross it over with Jessica Jones and. Um, Iron Luke Fist. Well, Cage Iron Fist is the Iron Fist, yeah. Iron Fist is the weird one because doesn't he have like the soul of like a dragon like trapped into him, and that's how he like has superpowers in his in his punchings. I, I know nothing no about Iron there. Fist. I know a fr- I have a friend who's a really big unironic Iron Fist fan. Um, so you know a unicorn. <laughs> exactly, um, but um, but no, like, it's something where I feel like you can have these stories like Daredevil, because even in a world like at the Avengers, where there's this fantastical element to it, and they, they do mention the event uh, in, actually, Luke Cage a lot, and Daredevil, um, and Jessica Jones, um, but it's something where it's like, you're still going to have regular criminals, so not everything needs to be this fantastical thing, so why not have a superhero like Daredevil, where he does just handle... He should be a street-level superhero. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's like Batman <laughs> most of the time in the comics. I mean, it, it gets Man, larger I, than life a lot. But... I, I really want one of the new Avenger movies just to, like... And it's not going to happen, because apparently Marvel TV and Marvel proper, like, they fucking just hate each other. Um, but I just, just do one quick pan, and there's this, just Daredevil just beating the shit out of one random individual while the Avengers are fighting Thanos. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. He just, he just like, kind of... He, he just, like, nut-taps one, like, it's, one of those spooky aliens that it, looks like Green Goblin. Because it's just, like, 
Can you imagine, like, the, the Marvel TV Avengers tryouts? It's like, okay, we heard there are more superheroes in New York. We got Spider-Man that worked really well. You have Steve Rogers there, and he's like, all right, what can you do? And I'm he's blind. Like, <laughs> well, you have, like, oh, I have, I have, I have, I can fucking punch things with my superpower fists. And you have, oh, well, I have super strength. You know, I'm unbreakable. I'm blind. <laughs> Pardon me? I'm, I'm, I'm blind. Wait, so, like, just a disability? Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's that's one hundred percent the opposite of a superpower. It's <laughs> a handicap. Um, he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. See, I got, I was doused with chemicals as a child. Oh, go on. Um, and it gives me like uh, echolocation, so I could kind of see stuff, <laughs> but, but I, I can't, can't actually I can't see really them. Make out detail, just like kind of just vague shapes. Like that's that still sounds like legal blindness. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand like i'm i'm really good at martial arts oh like like black widow like you have like training in, like the russian military and like you're a secret agent no 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 no. i i took like a few years of taibo <laughs> i studied under billy blanks i'm in like six exercise videos <laughs> like um uh, okay do you have any like uh uh like technology any any cool like i got a uh, stick I got a stick that oh, can got, turn into a larger stick. I got two sticks that turn into a medium-sized stick. <laughs> Dan, I got, and I and and I wear and I wear um, a bulletproof vest suit. Okay. Um, next, <laughs> I am the Punisher. <laughs> so what do you do? Kill people. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. I have PTSD. I was in the war. Killed a lot of people. Most of them were bad guys. <laughs> One of them was a pedophile. Got a round of applause. <laughs> okay, just just uh, stay here. I'm really good at killing people. Police. Yeah, I'm gonna need. Won't do much. <laughs> they can I can take me. care of them too. I've killed more NYPD than I have pedophiles. <laughs> To be fair, they all killed black people. To, to be fair, they were kind of dicks. <laughs> I was on Walking Dead. Black Lives Matter. I was, a, I was a dick on that show, too. I killed a lot of people. Also had a brief appearance in The Wolf of Wall Street. Where, where is John Barenthal? Also a dick. Or, is, is it Barenthal or is it Bernthal? I think it's Bernthal. Where is John, I want to say it's John Bernthal. Where is John Bernthal from? Born and raised in Washington D.C. Okay, so he's kind of he kind of split the difference between like here and Atlanta. So I could see why he could play both. Washington D.C. is kind of like halfway between Georgia and New York. <laughs> anyways, um, anyways, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What's go- I, I I really love the first season of Daredevil, and I significantly. I enjoyed the second season significantly less. I am afraid that might happen with Jessica Jones because Jessica Jones was brilliant. And now it's directed all by ladies and that rustles your jimmies? Um, well, no, here's the thing. Um, oh, no, your jimmies are quite rustled. We talked you? about it. Well, it's just, how is that equality? It's not. So what the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I understand. I understand the idea that you're going to give. Michael, women could do anything except for be president. 
God, apparently. Uh, I understand if you're going to give equal opportunity to directors of whom have directed small projects but otherwise wouldn't have gotten any recognition had they not done a larger project like this. I get that. I, I appreciate and I applaud Marvel doing something like that, where they take small indie film directors or, stall, or like student filmmakers, even... I'm not sure if they have, but, and just give them something like, here's an episode of this very popular television show, and show us what you got. Show me what you got. Um, cool. Is that what, is that not what they did? Um, they did, but only if you're a female. A lady. Hey, man. I don't give a shit. I just, if, if you're, if you're, it's like that whole Ghostbusters thing, where everyone in the cast, uh, not in the cast, everyone in the crew had no, to be female. Yeah, that was a little bit strange. Um, Ghostbusters was a terrible movie. <laughs> <clears throat> I will okay. So here's the thing. Actually, no, it's they, like they, I understand, and you know they changed the title as well because it, they're like directing one episode a piece. So it's not like they're saying, "Hey, take the uh, franchise." It's not like they're taking food out of the mouths of someone else. Um, I'm sure that if you were to take the pool of people, because like th- this is what you're basically saying is you're you you're wanting people that are at a disadvantage to have somewhat of an advantage, right? Um, and that they could be like indie filmmakers and student filmmakers and to give them a big studio project. Sure. Um, the same would be said uh, of these same people from that talent pool, but statistically speaking. As far as like directing jobs go, mm-hmm. the women would be at an even bigger disadvantage. Correct. Because if you were to look at who uh, directs things in Hollywood, it's it's Vastly, overwhelmingly yeah. dominated by men. Yeah. So Oddly it's enough, like to that end, of... um, if you're saying just on a philosophical level, right? Um, well, we want to open it up to people that are disadvantaged, uh, and we're going to give it to student filmmakers. I mean, isn't that kind of the same thing as saying, like, well, now, why are you giving it to them? Just because they haven't directed a big project? Well, it's Whereas you could have directed a big project, or maybe you haven't had, like, a big ticket in a long time. Someone that's more talented. um, Well, it's saying to limit a job availability just because of your gender or just because of your ethnicity. Sure. That is still not fair. To a degree... But I think in the creative arts, when you're talking about, um, and like, look, I, I'm not saying that this should be unilateral and across the board with every project. I just, I understand what Marvel's trying to do, um, both from like a PR standpoint where they're like, well, look what we did. Look how uh, progressive we are. And also just from, you know, a, a utilitarian standpoint where they're trying to do something. When, when you're talking about people um, directing and people writing and people uh you know, on, on the creative end of things, their personality, their their history, their personal history, their 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 identity is going to color a lot of what they can bring to the table. And I know that when we talked about this last time, you That's... said, "Well, if a really good director, wouldn't they be able to relate to it as well?" Sure, but are we really talking about getting like really good directors to direct individual episodes of Jessica well, I mean, Jones? to say that. But to say that you're incapable of handling this material... It's not to say that you're incapable of handling the material. It's just saying that um, you're opening it up to somebody with a different perspective. Well, and again, that's not to say that you could not understand what it's like. I don't know. I I haven't seen the material, for one, and so... Well, I mean, and here's the thing, too. Like, it's still being written by men, so... Is it, though? Yeah. 
Because I know with um, Luke Cage, almost the entire uh, production team, like right down to the writers, directors, everything, were they, they were black people. I was just going to say people of color, but I guess that's not... That's, I think more, that's more PC, Michael, but it's not descriptive enough. I could have said African-Americans, yeah. But I don't know that they're all from America. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um... It's, hard. it's hard. It's hard to be a liberal. There's just too many rules. I don't know what to say. Just burn it all to the ground. <laughs> burn it all to the ground. Burn it all. <laughs> Fuck it all. Fuck it all. Just bringing back Nazis. Uh... One Trump at a time. Hey, we weren't going to talk about this. Not tonight. That's true. But, uh, I don't know. Marvel. Marvel! Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Yeah. They're on the top of the world. I guess. Looking down on creation. The only explanation I can find... You know what's funny? I don't know what comes after that. And I can explain exactly <laughs> why. Because when I was growing up, there used to be an infomercial that would come on all the time trying to sell this, like, CD of songs from the 70s. And so that song would be one of the things that they played. And they're like, we're on top of the world, looking down on creation, and the only explanation I can find. But then it cuts to another song. <laughs> so I don't know what the explanation is. It's like the... Uh... <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that song in my life, apart from that commercial. It's like when everyone goes, we will, we will rock you. And then, like, two people know the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that is the chorus. The Fucking two people know the, the rest of the song. The verse. The verse, yeah. We will. Combine that uh, with another song. Anyway. <clears throat> Marvel. Um, Marvel proper. Moving on to Marvel proper. So we, uh, you know, uh, on this show have been it's talking been a, about... It's been a while. It's been, been a well, while. It's been a while since uh, the movie came out. <laughs> yeah. But we were, we've were we talked about this. We've had uh, shouting matches about this. And you know what? This is why I wish that Zach was here, because I feel fucking vindicated as shit after having seen this movie, where everybody else was like, nah, nah, nah. It's, it's, you give him a chance. Give him a chance, man. The creative committee's gone. Um, they're, they're casting who they want. We got, uh, people like Tilda Swinton playing an elderly Chinese man. And I'm like, no, 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 you're not, he's, she's not playing that. She's not playing that. She's playing a thing. There'll be a reason. Well, no, there wasn't a fucking reason. They're just like, yeah, she's Celtic. Why? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All of my fears came exactly to fruition now that being said i didn't hate this movie as much as i should uh, logically looking back on it all but you know dr strange ladies and gentlemen is what we're talking about and oh man this was a this, this was the marveliest marvel movie that i've ever seen yeah. with a very pretty um uh uh coat on it it was the shiniest turd in the lot yeah i um i'm sorry i owe you an apology that's um, fine. The world owes me an apology. The world owes you an apology. Uh, I saw this film on opening night, and I thought it was fine. Um, but I think the more and more I think about it, the more and more offended I get. Because um, <clears throat> I feel slighted. I feel like you gave us a character that can do a lot of interesting things. There is an interesting world somewhere in that material. And you just gave us the blandest, most contrived, goddamn repetitive story we've seen for the past fucking eight years. Well, it was the it was the basic, 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 basic hero's journey as it always is. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
at least something like Ant-Man, which was a very blatant remake of Iron Man, mm-hmm. still had some elements that felt... It had Paul Rudd in it, and he's, like, he's being, like, one of those improv comedians... I don't know. He he just has personality. Well, I mean, like it it felt that like can carry it. that whole the whole thing about Ant Man was they added a different aspect. Like there was this whole idea of a heist going on within the film. Um, the yeah. in, the yeah. interactions between him and his mentor character, or him and his mentor's daughter character, sure. it was very different. Instead of being like, oh, I am arrogant, and I am full of myself, and I have to find what it means to be selfless. It was like, oh, I'm kind of a dick, but I have problems, and those problems are emotional and relatable. And now I have to relate to these other human beings and do something that's more noble for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was, it was more interesting because the dressing on it didn't feel superfluous. Right. With Doctor Strange, it felt like Iron Man verbatim. Yeah. But with very pretty CGI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of interesting, uh, cool little special effects. That uh, like I, I never really followed Doctor Strange. <clears throat> Um, so I don't know if this was I don't was think like, anyone did. Yeah. Well, I, well, uh, you know, it's, it goes back real far. I'm sure like, there are more Doctor Strange fans than there are Iron Fist well, fans. Like, Doctor Strange, I believe, like, predates Spider-Man and shit. He's, like, one of the first, like, proper Marvel characters, right? Because it's Stanley and Steve Ditko in, like, the early 60s. Anyway, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure, like, a lot of these special effects were kind of just completely removed from the page. But my, you know, my biggest problem with it, hey, you're right. It was it, he felt like Iron Man. He was a little bit more of a dick. Um, well, Iron was, Man was a dick, was a but single, he was charming. There was a single moment in the film where I'm like, oh, I'm glad you did that. Um, where, where he yelled at. Um, and the entire theater's like, oh. And she was like, "This is the part where you apologize," and he's like, "This is the part where you leave." And I was like, "Oh man!" Like, well, you know, she was like, "There's something more uh, to live for than work," and he's like, "What you?" Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh. Yeah. And that that being said, that was the one time I felt like he was really venomous and like really acidic. The rest of the time. This was also coming after the accident. So he kind of has, like, I I could empathize with him there because, like, he's he's lost everything. And yeah, he was a bit of a jerk, but he wasn't like. Well, he didn't even seem like a jerk. He just seemed like he was. He was super sure of himself. Yeah. Like, Iron Man seemed like an asshole, but you like him because he's funny. And Doctor Strange... Doctor Strange seemed less funny. He, he just seemed, seemed less like a regular, funny, but he seemed like a... Like yeah. a regular, just kind of a, kind of a jerk, but, like, he was kind of justified. I mean, he was Dr. House, basically. got all them fucking quips in there. Well, he, he was exactly Dr. House, and that, like, you he know, was I, just... He, I was, he, he, it wasn't that he thought he was better than everybody else. He literally was. He was the best surgeon in the whole New York. Yeah. But anyway... Yeah, it, but all of that, like, all, all the magic and all, like, the coattails and all the Tilda Swinton, it still felt so skin deep. Like, there was no substance to the film. There's nothing underneath it. And this is what I was talking about. Um, like, one, you know, one of my biggest problems with this movie is you have all of this really cool-looking uh, magic stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it doesn't feel like there's any real mythology to it. It feels like they're just going through the story and he's like, oh, this is the Spurfleplus spell. It does spigety spagets. And then that just, that, that, that. It just appears. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, there's, okay. There's the no established spagets. grounds. Yeah. There's, um, there doesn't seem to be any rules. There yeah. doesn't seem to be. We had the same problem with Warcraft. 
We had the same problem with Warcraft. Well, with Warcraft, I'm sure that there was a a bit of mythology behind it because there's like 20 years of games to get behind it. Um, But uh, in this, there might be that too in the comics and stuff, but I didn't feel it. I didn't recognize it. Um, You know what I also didn't feel in this film? Like a fucking second act. Yeah, no. There's... It's it's an oddly structured film in that the second act is usually where you ratchet up the stakes and it's where things start to rise and, and fall apart. that climax. In this... It feels like it, that's the, the start of the, the third beginning. act. Yeah, you get all the stakes in the beginning when he's, he breaks his hands and stuff, but then he just starts going to school. He starts going to wizard school at yeah, age Yeah, and you kind of don't really see any progression there. Like, it's, it seems like he could be there for, like, I'm here for a week and I'm the master, I'm the Sorcerer Supreme now. I know yeah, everything. There's, there's legitimately, like, this movie felt like it could have taken place over a weekend. Um, the progression of time, I have no idea what it was. Because um, even when he goes back and he's talking to his, his girlfriend there and he's like, yes, yeah. you're like, where have you been? But, like, my fucking mother asked me that if I don't text her in, like, yeah. three days. Yeah, I, it felt like he was gone for a week. Not like he was gone for, like, six years. And it didn't show, he didn't show any physical signs of aging, because he's already, like, middle-aged. Fuck, god damn, even The Dark Knight Rises had snow. Yeah. So, I mean, like... Did you, you have you seen anything in those 4DX uh, theaters? No. Because they have it at the, uh, the Empire 25. And I was going to go see it with Doctor Strange, but it's, like, 30 bucks a ticket. The 40X, like, that's the one with spot. the moving seats, right? Uh, the moving seats, and apparently they also, like, have... Um, visual effects. Kevin Smith was talking about it. He's like, in that scene where it's snowing, it's like, it snows on you. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, no, it snows. On. I'm, 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 I'm framing this like I was actually speaking to him, but I wasn't. I was listening to the podcast. But, yeah, no, I guess they throw shit on you. Like, if there's a rain scene, they, like, splash water in your face and shit. That just I would assume distracting. That I assume that it's like... <laughs> it's one really usher. disgruntled He's usher. Like, yeah. a, like, a, like a fucking water bottle. He's just like, fuck! <laughs> Or it's Donald Trump anyway. going, it's Rubio! Yeah. Nah. Yeah, fucking presidential. Anyway, um, so... No, it, it just, the movie, there was a single aspect that I liked about the film, and that was the resolution in the end. Um, everything else, I was, I, I felt bored. I think that was, that was my problem. I was bored. Well, I, and, like, I didn't feel bored in the same way that I felt bored in a movie like Man of Steel, where I was just like, I don't want to die. Well, um, I was just like, it all felt so rote. I'm like, I know exactly where yeah, this is going. Yeah, it, it, it felt... Yes, with Man of Steel, the problem was the fact that just nothing was happening for so long. And everyone was, was like so a, fucking... Not, it, it didn't function. This was a perfectly functional movie. Yeah, th- it works perfectly fine. Um, but I've seen it so many times now yeah. after the MCU has kind of, you know, McDonaldized the, the entire hero's journey genre and i was thinking about this like we, we, we we've had this argument before um talking about marvel movies in comparison to other movies one of your points was well you know a lot of these movies do the hero's journey thing you can't unilaterally unilaterally write it off based on that. yeah i've since countered true. myself with that because it starts to get suspicious when you've had the same hero's journey tackled by the same studio in under the course of a decade um, 12 times. Fucking 12 times. times. Yeah. Um, now, for the argument, yes, you can do the hero's journey different ways and different times. Like, granted, yeah, Ant-Man was slightly different from Iron Man, which was slightly different from Thor, and so on and so forth. But now you have something like Doctor Strange where it's there's no difference. The difference, the, the difference needs to be in tone and the 
difference needs to be in style, genre, um, directorial voice. But the Marvel movies, they don't have any difference in any of those. No, things. it's it's a very producer driven yeah. industry where well, everything is very. The problem is they treat it as a single franchise, which technically it is, but. I don't think that they all need to look and feel the same. Like, like fucking... I can believe that Daredevil takes place in the same universe, and it doesn't look anything like uh, the MCU movie. No, it's pretty. Yeah. Um, it this, has a lot it looks a little bit more moody about. and a little bit more Asian-y, but it felt, just in terms of, like, the jokes, the, jo- the jokes in this were so you know, out was, of place. I was thinking about this the other day, too. Um I feel like something like this is going to be a trend that we see in films now, and in like maybe ten years, we're going to look back on it and be like, "That's what? What were we all thinking? Like, were we all?" I have a feeling that that's probably going to be the case. It's going to date itself, is uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, this happens in comedy a lot. Um, You'll have a certain genre of comedy that takes over for a long time, and then if you go back and watch it, you're uh, like ten years later, twenty years later, you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Hashtag Zoolander two. Yeah. Um, Hashtag Dumb and Dumber two. Like, right now, the big thing is mostly, like, improvised comedy scenes where they have the basic framework, um, and then they just let Seth Rogen make jokes about weed and uh, let uh, Paul uh, Rudd make jokes about weed um, and schlop at a base uh, and stuff like that. But you look back at something like Austin Powers. There was somebody on a, on a, on a, uh, a YouTuber did a video that was really interesting it was like one of those um every frame of painting style videos it's like a video essay mm-hmm. but it's not every frame of painting it was somebody else somebody oh. that's new i wish i remembered who they were because we could shout them out but um they were talking about comedy in particular and they were looking back at austin powers and comparing it to the stuff by like uh like the rogany uh modern stuff and yeah everything used to be bits like everything used to be very comedic um comedy used to be in little skits mm-hmm and you would have a setup and you would have a punchline and everything like every scene functioned like a long joke like you he the example that he gave was like Austin Powers well, uh when he's like when they're like blocking his penis in every shot and they're making like increasingly more outlandish, outlandish? yeah yeah and they're like if you had something like that it's still funny and it still plays as funny but if you had something like that in a modern movie i don't think audiences would be as receptive to it because we're much more attuned now to this very naturalistic style humor where um it's all improvised and it feels real because it is real um this looks like an snl sketch and like it doesn't really work in a modern context yeah but i think what we're going to see with these Marvel movies is the exact same thing. I think that once that bubble finally bursts and we're like four, five, six years out of it, when you look back at the Marvel movies and they're all the same and there's like, you're, t- you're, you're going from this like tense, magical uh, environment in Doctor Strange to making Beyonce jokes, you're, you're just going to be like, what? What the fuck is that? This is stupid. Why would Benedict Cumberbatch's character be making jokes about Beyonce, it doesn't make any sense. Yep. It's it's not in line with who he is. It's well, just like, well, we have to be funny because we're Marvel. And that's the thing, too. Like, I was worried, like, Star Wars Force Awakens, like, that's a movie that sometimes gets a little Marvel-esque at a certain point. And or, there, there, there are moments where it really stands out. Yeah, and there are moments where it really stands out, oh, and those the, are the moments are like that... like Finn moments, I think. Yeah, and there are moments where that stands out, and it's so blatant that it kind of shocks you out of the movie for a second, and that really 
makes me think that I'm not in a Star Wars movie. I'm in a modern Star Wars movie that's emulating a Marvel style. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a, that's a little disheartening. I mean, I still love The Force Awakens. I still think it's a great Star Wars movie. I still think it's a great movie. Um, but the problem is I don't want it 20 years from now to feel like it took place in 2016. I don't look at the original Star Wars and be like, this obviously took place in 1977. I just look at it as Star Wars. Yeah, it's timeless. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like when you have movies that do this modern trend of things like that sort of humor, it's not timeless. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, the Marvel movies are very quickly going to date themselves and they're going to stay dated. Yeah. Maybe, Especially if here, they don't maybe, evolve. Maybe. Especially if it stays like this for every film. Yeah, it's like it's like how now how we look at like the whole dark and gritty... When people yeah, say, oh, it's dark and gritty, dark. like, it's almost a joke at this point. We're like, oh, we'll do the fucking dark and gritty Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Haha, <laughs> won't that be great? Uh, like, it's a joke now. Mm-hmm. Like, in a couple of years, people are going to be like, oh, we're going to do this, this quippy, hackneyed Marvel joke style. Won't well, that I be great? I can't wait till that happens. How, like, when, what do you, what when, do you think? You think they're going to do, like, this, like a Stranger Things? So like, oh, those people who were nostalgic for the fucking mid-2000s. Get your shit ready. Everything's going to be shot flat and grain with quips. I've been, I've been thinking about that for a while um, because, like, 80s nostalgia seems like it has never really gone away. Like, I remember, like, 80s nostalgia shit happening in the late 90s, um, and they're still doing it. Yeah. But, like, when are we going to get, like, late 90s nostalgia? When are we going to get early 2000s we're not, nostalgia? We're not. The <laughs> early 2000s were fucking bad, well, dude. Back to the early 2000s, they don't seem, like, drastically different than they are now, but maybe that's just a product of age and it all blending together for me. I'm, I'm sure that if it was for somebody else, uh, I, I'm sure like if someone who's 13 looked back at shit that we were doing and saying in 2001, they'd be like, wait a minute. What? No, that's, that's fucking dumb. Well, I mean, even the best parts of the two thousands, like weren't really celebrated, you know, what do you mean? The best parts like nine 11. Uh, <laughs> and I, I meant I don't... most memorable. <laughs> I can't go anywhere with that. Just move on. Doctor Strange. No, what do you mean the best parts? Like, um... Because this is a thing, like, I think back, and, like, I, I think it is just a product of age, where it's just, like, I think of those things from the early 2000s as being not all that different from, not, like, music-wise. Uh-huh. I'm like, Outkast. Uh, okay, so they haven't put out anything in, like, a while, but if they were to release a new album tomorrow, and it still sounded like Outkast from the early 2000s, like, Hey Ya, and, uh roses and shit like that i would be like yeah that sounds like it could play today why not i don't know what your argument is there you don't know who outcast is <laughs> we've already had this but like zach's younger than you are and he knows who outcast is because he's not fucking retarded you don't know who snow white is like i know i'm aware of the concept <laughs> no you're not you thought it was about her getting raped no i didn't which was the one that no you wait that, was about no rape? wait that was that one right snow white yeah yeah not about rape Kind of rape. No, Sleeping Beauty was the one. Okay, also that was the one about. No, no, that was the one about rape. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Really? Doesn't no? Because doesn't she have like multiple kids while she's like in a coma and she wakes up and she's like, what the fuck? I swear to God, that's a thing. Not in the Disney movies. I swear to God, that's a thing. It it doesn't count if she's comatose. (laughs) Who who is that hurting? (laughs) What? All right, Snow White pregnancy. We're gonna fucking make, solve this I just had to make a more offensive shit. joke than the 9/11. Joke, you really I did. I didn't want to go out on 9/11. I can only find stories about Jennifer Goodwin for some reason. 
Oh wait, no, it was Sleeping Beauty. Why, God damn it, that's why, right. why would you why would you find stories about Jennifer Goodwin? I don't know. I type in Snow White pregnancy and then it's just oh, Jennifer Sleeping Beauty, okay. Um Yeah. Yeah. She has kids? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, a noble rich man was hunting in the woods when he ran across the abandoned body of Sleeping Beauty. Far from planting a kiss, the nobleman instead raped her sleeping body, which resulted in a pregnancy. Nine months later, Sleeping Beauty gave birth to two children and named them Sun and Moon, and the forest fairies took care of them while Sleeping Beauty continued her slumber. Um, well, Why wasn't any of this in the Disney film? Okay. Months later, the nobleman decided to return to the woods to have more sex with Sleeping Beauty's body. I um, think you do. When, to his surprise, he found her awake. How did she survive all of this? Like, if she's not eating or drinking, she's just uh, laying there in the forest. Wait, okay. Why um, didn't she get eaten the, by a bear? <laughs> the nobleman confesses that he raped her, and they again had sex in the barn. The nobleman, the, the nobleman then returns home to his wife. Huh. That's why I don't listen to fairy tales, man. They're all bullshit. Well, like Grimm Brothers fairy tales were dark, like originally. Like I, you know, You're but a that's, Grimm brother. That's uh, that's I don't have uh, any siblings. Um, that's an interesting fairy tale because usually when like the fairy tales that are like real dark and scary it was they served a purpose so it's like you wanted your kids not to go fuck around with things like you don't want your kid to drown in the lake so you say there's a lake monster and it's like i understand that but what what are you trying to like what is the message behind like don't go to sleep in the woods or else you get <laughs> fucked a bunch of times <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't know their fairy tales now? <laughs> uh, we're never going to have the Stranger Things guy on now. Uh, oh, God. Um, <coughs> Marvel. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Benedict Cumberbatch. We had to segue to you from that. It's like, it's bad because, like, it's, <laughs> I don't want people to hear that. But it's also the funniest thing that we've said in the whole episode. <laughs> okay, so back to, back to Marvel. Um, what, what did you like about the film? Granted, you haven't seen the whole film, correct? Okay, so here's the thing about that. I, I, I did leave a little bit early, but it wasn't like I got angry and walked out. I was extremely sick the night that I went to see Doctor Strange. Um, and like, the movie didn't help. The movie didn't help, but I, I also saw it like really late at night. And I was just like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to like throw up or something. I just, I need to leave. I understand where this is going. I'll just catch it on Wikipedia. I, I know what's going to happen. I don't think like, I don't think that in the last five, 10 minutes of this movie, it's going to drastically change my opinion of the picture. Um, so yeah, I did leave. I didn't see the very end. I, I know what happens. There's like a time loop thing. I think that's probably the Dan Harmon aspect of it. Yeah. Um, Granted, he said um, he's still like very uh, coy about what he actually did and what his actual contribution was. He told a story um, on Reddit in an AMA where it, it just sounded like they had him come over and watch it, like down to the Marvel headquarters. Um, and then they watched it in a screening and they were just like, what'd you think? And he's like, great. And they're like, okay, thank you. <laughs> like, here's 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 a hundred thousand dollars probably. We'll put a producer credit or something. But um, it doesn't sound like he had a whole lot to do because it was mostly finished by the time he came on. Uh -huh. I don't know if they reshot anything. 
Um, a lot of people thought it was going to be uh, like to add humor, but not any of that. Like none of that humor seemed like Dan Harmon humor. Well, Dan Harmon usually has very smart humor mixed yeah. in with a lot of very juvenile humor, and it's sure. a brilliant com- com- well, I think combination. Jesus his Christ, strength is a writing. He's very very funny, but I would say like what really separates him. Um, from other comedic writers, is he does have these really awesome like sci-fi ideas, and he just has a very strong opinion on writing in general and genre fiction and stuff like that. Right, and Doctor Strange wasn't a movie that had any strong ideas. It was a movie that that's had very yeah. contrived ideas, and that was the problem. See, that's what you need. Like, that's like I wish that they had him write this movie. Now, like, of course, it, that would never happen because his his style of humor is not. Uh, right for the, you know, general audience kind of like, this is for stupid little babies. But uh, that thing with Dormammu at the end, which I had to read on Wikipedia, where he, he traps him in a time loop. I'm like, that sounds like Rick and Morty. That sounds like a Rick and Morty thing. Like, we're going to trap him in an infinite time loop. And a lot of people were confused about it because they were like, I don't really understand what happened. But uh, I was like, yeah, that's that sounds like a Dan Harmony thing. Yeah, and that was the only part of the film I liked was the actual resolution of that. Like, because mm-hmm. it didn't feel marvel Like, that felt different and i'm like oh cool yeah and that was the only part of the movie where i'm like huh interesting the rest of the movie i i felt so detached from the film because i was just like well know where this is going yeah yep yep bet you i know what's gonna happen next oh yeah yep and it's it's just i don't know they start like fixing the city you know that's (laughs) they did that a lot in fantastic beasts somewhere to find them too they blow a lot of shit up and then fix it magically and i'm like oh look it's a it's a stakes eraser I don't like, okay, so I don't really want to, I don't need to, like, review a whole lot about Fantastic Beasts, but what I do want to, because you didn't see it, um, what I do want to say about it is it did a lot of things right that Doctor Strange did wrong, and it also did a lot of things wrong that Doctor Strange did right. It's almost like watching, like, a yin-yang kind of fucking thing. Um... My bigger problem with Doctor Strange, one of my bigger problems was that the mythology just seems so cheap. It doesn't feel like there's anything there. Like, when you read Constantine and something, you understand that Alan Moore, like, knows his shit when it comes to, like, occult. um, Goddamn, even looking at, like, the 2005 Constantine film, which Mm -hmm. isn't that great of a movie. No. But it still establishes a world. Like, there's a society that's inlaid into that film that Mm -hmm. is intriguing. Like, there's a fucking nightclub full of vampires and other mythical creatures. Yeah. And you have, like, a a shaman who used to be, like, John Constantine. Like, it's a whole big thing, and you're like... You could tell that there's something below the surface, and it feels like it's part of a bigger world. This did not. It's it's the same kind of thing, like, you're watching John Wick, and you know that there's more to it. Right. Sure. Yeah. It's a good example. Um, With Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, you know, you're going off of seven books worth of uh world building and information and yes this is a new part of the wizarding world but you also have um this understanding like the spells and stuff are are more or less the same um one of the characters is a psychic and he just drops a like he 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 casually eddie randman's like oh you're an aquamans and the audience is like yeah i remember that from the other movies um and you know that even though this is a world that we haven't explored before because we haven't seen the wizarding world of 1930s New York or 1920s New York, whenever this is, um, there is history there. With Doctor Strange, it just felt like it was all made up on the fly. Like, they they basically took that hero's journey formula and they're like, 
Okay, so this is the part where the hero has to meet an old wise master. Um, okay, who's this? The ancient one? It's going to be Tilda Swinton. Um, make her bald or something. Like, isn't this supposed to be an Asian? Yeah. Um, she's not going to be that because we don't want to piss off China for some reason. Wait, what is she? She's like, I, I, I don't know. What, what are, like, what are old, like, well, we're really ancient white people. Celtic? Okay, we'll get, she's Celtic. Well, it's, it's not only that. It's the fact that, like, there's this magic society with chapters among the earth and they're just like oh what do, what do they exist for like oh to, you they don't know have a purpose like what do well, they actually it's, it's do? like it's it's these are the points where they contain the evil stuff and like, this is the most generic fucking point you could possibly have given me well and then here's the other thing that you know it did well um dr strange is you had these mind-bending kind of um like surrealist looking effects but when you're talking about, like, and it all sounded like very new age and cool and spiritual, where they're like, well, there are worlds beyond this one. Um, there are, like, multiple dimensions. And they're like, well, what do the dimensions do? Like, well, five of them doesn't fucking matter. Uh, one of them is our dimension. The other is Dormammu's dimension. Um, he just exists out of time and he's one looks like evil. giant atoms and just one, blown up really big. Yeah, one is that. One's an M.C. Escher painting. Um, and then <laughs> one is just, like, the regular world, but there's glass. Why? I don't know. Um, but it contains magic sometimes, and that'll come in. But it's like, I, I didn't get... And, and the bad guys get more stronger in the uh, mm-hmm. in the glass one. Yeah. Why? Because? Because we uh, need it to happen. Yeah, that was... That was fucking... That was the thing I was... Okay, I don't know when Doctor Strange introduced the whole Mirror Realm thing. Um, See, I don't know what the Mirror Realm is. Okay, I couldn't I tell you what the purpose I don't, of it is. I don't know what it is, but I, I heard this, and I immediately thought of, like, an old fucking Japanese tokusatsu series. Uh, it was Uchiu... Uh, Gesundheit? Something? I'm just going to say spare, Space Sheriff Gavon. Okay. And there was this whole fucking thing where the bad guys had their own dimension where their power was increased, just like the Mirror Realm. And I, and I heard that in Doctor Strange, and I was just like, what? This is familiar. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's in- an interesting comparison. Um, I-, I don't know anything about like the real tokusatsu stuff, and I'm sure that there's you know uh, at least somewhat of a mythology behind each of the things. But it- that's like to me, this was like Doctor Strange was like the Beetleborgs to <laughs> Iron Man's Power Rangers, <laughs> like um, with 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 Power Rangers, it's like. You know what it is. It's fine. They, they all have these ancient things, and we have this established mythology. Then, like, well, we want to do another one. What is it? Uh, Beetleborgs. What are they? Well, they're the Power Rangers, but also they're beetles. Why are they beetles? Who fucking cares? They just need to look different. Um, okay. Uh, what, well, what is their, where did they get their thing? What is their Zordon? It's like, oh, it's Jay Leno uh, as a ghost in a, in a haunted house. And you're like... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a, it's inside a haunted mansion. Right. They they get their powers from inside a haunted house. You're like, "Well, wait, why but why are the be- why are they beetles?" I don't uh, there was a comic book that they like and they just do that about uh like the Power Rangers but they were beetles. Why are they beetles in the comics? Who fucking cares? You don't understand. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and that's what Doctor Strange felt like. It felt like the movie just uh, like I kept asking questions and then the movie was just like, "No, fuck you. Stop asking questions. It doesn't matter. You don't understand." You don't don't ask questions. It's it's like they handed you a sheet of paper and they held it up to you and you're like, "Oh, cool. Where's the depth there?" And they turn it and it's just a sheet of paper. Yeah. Right. The, yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> but yeah, it just felt like the same thing in a different package, and nothing mattered. Like the the entire like magical. And this was another thing. Like when is it Chuatel Edge Four? Was he the Chuatel uh, Edge Four? Uh, he was uh, Baron Mordo. M- Mordor. Baron Mordor. Uh, Baron Sauron. Um, when he's talking about like, oh, well, the Ancient One would never would, uh, draw darkness from Dormammu's realm to keep herself alive. She would never do that. That's evil. And then I'm like, well, why is it evil? Why is it, why is that bad? And they're like, we don't, don't shut up, <laughs> shut up. We just said it's bad. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, we'll go with that. And then when she dies and he's still angry about it and they're asking me to feel things, I'm like, no, I, I'm not going to feel anything. I can't you didn't explain because shit. Because you didn't tell me why it was bad. The, I think the one, the one self-referential thing that they did that, I, that actually made me chuckle. Actually, there was two points in the film that made me actually laugh. Mm-hmm. The first one is the whole thing where it's like, Mr. is like, doctor. It's like, Mr. Doctor. It's like, it's strange. I'm like, Huh? Who am I to judge? That was funny. Uh, and the other time... Silly, but they, uh, that was also in the trailer. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that trailer. Uh, um, that was funny. And the other moment was when um, Mads Mikkelsen, who had like maybe five lines in the movie... It's another thing. Like, they're, like You get really talented people like Mads Mikkelsen, and you just have them be generic Marvel villains. Well, you get Chiwetel Ejiofor, you got fucking Tilda Swinton, you've got Benedict Cumberbatch, you've got Mads Mikkelsen, like some of the most talented actors out there right now doing this movie... That Going is through the so fucking beneath it's, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and it was weird. He's in the movie with Scott Derrickson. Yeah, it, like I'm saying, all of the people involved are talented, and they could have made a really cool movie out of this. But, but this is where Marvel needs to just understand at this point that, look, you won. You don't have to keep playing it safe. If you want to uh, play it fiscally safe, go ahead and do that. Uh, and make and, and, uh, I mean, look at fucking Deadpool. Yeah, like the movie had like a, a like a fifty six billion dollar budget, made uh, all a, the goddamn a money. A fraction of yeah, it made like uh, uh, it, it had it, a quarter of the budget as X Men Apocalypse. Right, right, and it probably outgrossed that significantly. Yeah, I think it's also yeah, maybe double. <laughs> I think it doubled that actually. I think it doubled X Men Apocalypse. So there's really no good reason why you couldn't do it. But like, I could understand something like this where it's like now, the special effects fair, need to be one thing. But to be fair, they did try that. And it didn't work. I don't remember if you, Marvel Knights. They had a Marvel Knights subsidiary uh, that did Ghost Rider Two, Spirit of Vengeance, and uh, the Punisher, Punisher Warzone. To be right, exact. but here's the thing: when you're talking about stuff like entertainment, you can't say like just because those didn't work doesn't mean that something like that can't work. Yeah, because no, those were I know, bad no. movies. I, 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 understand, mean, like, I understand that. I'm just saying that you can't credit them for not trying. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, no, I, 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 look, I understand, especially in the early days. Um, because they were, you know, doing something that nobody had ever technically done before. Um, so they had to play it safe. Yeah. Uh, and they tried, like, Incredible Hulk. You said that you have a, this a stronger appreciation I for have, that movie. Yeah, no, no, no. I have, a, I have a, after seeing Doctor Strange, I have a stronger appreciation for the Incredible Hulk, which I initially really didn't like. Mm-hmm. I like certain aspects of the film. I like the whole heart rate thing in the beginning. Like, that is engaging. Like, that's a, that's a nice dynamic that I didn't think of. Mm-hmm. Um but here's the thing. A movie like Incredible Hulk, it didn't need to have these moments of levities where all the characters make quips. Um, it didn't need to have this contrived origin story. They're just like, fuck it, we're going to show you a slideshow during the opening credits, and here's the Hulk, and here's our new story. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, it was totally different. Like, I, I appreciate the Incredible Hulk after seeing something like Doctor Strange because I'm like, it's fucking, it's more different than any of these other goddamn films have been. Yeah. And going back, and what, what the fictional straw man that I'm making up in my mind would say about that is they would be like, well, look what happened. That movie didn't do very well. Um, but what I would say to that fictional straw man is that that doesn't fucking matter because just because they made a bad movie doesn't mean the Marvel formula with the quips and well, this, it doesn't just, mean that's the only way you could yeah, make a good just, movie. That's just insane. because just because that movie didn't work, it doesn't mean that the only movie that will work is Iron Man. Right, right, and that's exactly what they did. They they put these two movies out at the same time. They said, well, well which one is going to do better? Iron Man did better by far. Iron Man was a much better movie. And then they're like, okay, that's our tone. And every movie subsequently has just, for me anyway, been diminishing returns. I'm like, dude, I liked Iron Man. That was in 2008. I mean, statistically speaking, that's wrong. But (laughs) What? Wait, what? Statistically speaking, that's wrong. No, for me and my personal enjoyment. (laughs) They've been making all the money. But when I'm I'm like, I, I, I loved Iron Man. That was in 2008. This is now 2016. Fucking eight years have passed. Um, show me something else, man. Show me something else because and, it, to me, and, it's not good enough. Like, yeah, it's, and and they did, and they they constantly demonstrate we're gonna do something different. But guess what? It's not gonna be in the fucking movie theater. Yeah. You're gonna sit your ass down in front of your computer and binge watch thirteen episodes of Daredevil. Yeah. In a single day, because you have no some life. People did, yeah. Um. Yeah, I look. It 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 it. I feel like it's a bubble that has to burst at some point, but it's not. It hasn't. To me, every Marvel movie, and like it's become a cliche at this point for critics to be like, well, this is going to be the one that's the chink in their armor. And it never is. Um, to me... Like, I felt like this was the one. I've, I felt like Age of Ultron might have been like a like a wake-up call for me. Sure. And I think this was the movie where I'm, I've just resigned. Okay. I would say that Age of Ultron was a much... Uh, was Punch an actual chink in the armor. Yeah, well, no. With this, when I heard about this, I'm like, okay, so it's going to be weird and magic-y. It's going to have a bunch of actors that everybody loves. It's going to have, like, a G-Wiz director that nobody really knows about, but he's not known for making bad movies. Um, I was like, this is going to get a 90%. It's gonna be a, this is going to get, like, a 90 to a 95, and that's exactly what it did. I think it has a 92 right now, yeah. right? I think that Marvel, when we talk about, like, this Rotten Tomatoes formula, and a lot of people saying it's biased... Uh, it's not biased. It's a it's a fucking algorithm. It it doesn't you know, uh, it doesn't have an opinion. But Marvel is very good at uh, kind of. They've done this formula twenty times. Well, they're very good at making the exact kind of movie that's going to be inoffensive to critics, um, inoffensive to them in a way that they're going to be like, yeah, no, yeah, totally see the movie, and that's what the tomato meter comes from. Is just like if recommend, it gets, yeah. It, it, it gives it thumbs up, thumbs down. Right, basically. Would you recommend it? Would you not recommend it? But if you look at, like, this is where people get wrong, and it's it's by design. Like, Marvel, or not Marvel, uh, Rotten Tomatoes does this on purpose. They put the tomato meter score out on the front of the website because that's the only thing that differentiates them from something like Metacritic, which is just an average um, based out of 10. They do that on top of the tomato score. So they put the tomato score, but that it, it's such a useless number. It doesn't tell you anything. It's just like saying, should I see this movie? And it's like, yeah, I guess. Um, but if it's 100%, that like nobody thinks of it properly. What you're supposed to do is like look at that tomato meter and then look at the actual weighted score, 
which if you look at all of these Marvel movies, they're all between six and seven out of ten. Whereas the actual uh, the, the 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 percentage they'll get is ninety to hundred percent. So you like something like Civil War comes out, and it's like, oh my god, that movie has a hundred percent. This must be fucking. This must be <laughs> this is mankind's Kane. greatest achievement. <laughs> um, and then you go and watch it, and you're like, yeah, it was good. It was fine. Um, yeah, you know what the sad thing about that movie was? What? Uh, I don't think I've talked about it. Like after I haven't the, thought about it. Yeah, like I. I I've thought about it. Here's the thing. I've thought about it, and my thoughts have been, man, what the fuck's wrong with that Iron Man suit? Yeah. Well, it's like, this is the thing when people, you know, they want to, there's a lot of things that are wrong with our culture right now. Um, (laughs) That doesn't even have to be Donald Trump presidency. (laughs) There's a lot of things that are wrong with our culture right now. But even in our pop culture... Um, everything is kind of divided where it has to be, oh, Mac versus PC, oh, Democrat versus Republican, oh, DC versus Marvel. Um, when I look at the DC movies and I see what they're doing, like Suicide Squad, fuck it, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but well, Batman v Superman, it's like they're doing a lot of things that I appreciate. And the well, director's he, cut, I legitimately enjoy that movie a lot. Yeah, I love the ultimate cut. Um, here's, but, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I can appreciate from DC. Even though it may look like their whole fucking release schedule is a clusterfuck right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Is. They're reshuffling things, and that's... I Left mean, and they're, right. they're, they're open about that. They're, um, there's there's some things going on over there. Or as David Ayer would tell you, no, nah, everything's great. Um, I don't believe a damn word he says. <laughs> I, don't believe that he, I don't believe that he liked that cut of the movie that we saw. No, what are you talking about? It's my movie. It's very much a David Ayer film. He's like, oh, yeah, no, what are you talking about? I need to be employed. I'm not going to blow my career up like Josh fucking Trang. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was great. It was spectacular. We loved it. One, Warner Brothers 100%. I actually got a tramp stamp of Warner Brothers now. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> I, I don't see why uh, everyone doesn't use the guys that cut the trailer together to cut the whole movie. Yeah, it's a much it's... more effective way of making a film. Brilliant. I would have never thought to put all these flashy cuts and quick edits for songs. Yeah, these weird Instagram filters over all of the Joker shit. And, uh, yeah, the most generic, like, now that's what I call music soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah. But here's the thing about those films. They both are very different. And Mm -hmm. I can't accuse Warner Brothers of being monotonous. No, not at all. Like, uh... Man of Steel doesn't look like BVS. I, it suffers from a lot of the same problems. Many um, of it come from Henry Cavill. Well, man, yeah, I don't know. I like Henry Cavill and everything else that he's done. Except Henry for Cavill Superman. and everything else has been great. I don't know why he's so fucking bland in Superman. I just think I it's, love him in Man I from think Uncle. It's Zack Snyder's direction telling him like, no, you got to be uh, just got to be a ham sandwich <laughs> or like a like a just just, just be bread. <laughs> I want you to think of just can we get Henry Cavill on set? That's that's actually the poster board. Just as good. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be able to tell the difference. Yeah, there's like he sounds like he's about to fall asleep sometimes in BAVS where he's like, What have you done? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I um, don't care what the he, rest of the world like, thinks. D- Lex Luthor has his yeah, he's like, No, I don't care. I don't care, Lois. Fuck them. And opposite him, you have a great fucking Bruce Wayne performance from Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I like your, I like your shoes. <laughs> I love that. Those are good shoes. I love the way he says it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like those shoes. 
But, uh, fucking, I don't know. Can we just get a Batman movie already? <sighs> well, we're working on it. And we'll see. Like, I'll, I'll, get, I'll give him a shot. With, supposed uh, to start filming next summer. Yeah, I'll give him a shot with this Deathstroke thing. Uh, but, like well, I said, well, I would again, much I think, rather... I think, it doesn't I have think, to be Joker. We were talking about Joker earlier. It could think, be Riddler. I'd like think, to see a really good Riddler movie. It's never happened. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we'll get Deathstroke as, like, the main villain. I think he'll be, like, Scarecrow in the beginning of Dark Knight. It's like, here he is. Take him down. Get the plot moving. Wait, have they said that Deathstroke is part of Justice League? Is that why we're? Is that why you're saying that? I have no I idea. I thought that Deathstroke was. Uh... I thought he was part of Batman. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But why do you think that he would just be like a minor character? Well, I feel like he doesn't have like the strength or depth to be a main villain. And I'm sure it doesn't you, matter. I'm sure you could make it like that. But here's the thing: I don't want the climax of the Batman movie to be a fist fight. I want it to be a tanks, battle tanks. Yeah, a bunch of battled unmanned drones. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, I f- I'm gonna I'm gonna use this word. I want it to be more intellectual than that. Well, that's what I would like to see because it's like <clears throat> Dark Knight. I wouldn't call it like a super like oh three deep five U movie, um, but it's it, they 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 do some stuff that you just don't see in like a Marvel movie or anything like uh, have the, a like, plot playing with like philosophical um thought experiments like the prisoner's dilemma at the at the very end like mm-hmm. literally taking that thought experiment um literally having prisoners do it and you, and like you're not having to do this like hackneyed like joker origin story you're just gonna be like nope it's a joke you don't know who he is you don't need to no know one who knows is. who he is it's, it's better that way it's better that you don't it's more interesting um he's just gonna be a, a force of chaos and he's gonna be able to do uh, anything he's 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 the polar opposite of batman and he's more of a plot device than he is like a fully fleshed out character but he's also gonna win a fucking oscar because we're gonna make him really good um do you ever hear the story behind that like christopher nolan initially approached heath ledger to be batman in batman begins really? and heath ledger said no i don't want to i don't mm-hmm. think i can do that uh, and then after batman begins came out um Heath Ledger reached out to him and he's like, all right, what do you want me to do? And, oh, okay. and they're like, well, let's... And it was actually him and Christopher Nolan, I probably Jonathan Nolan as well, uh, together that they all fleshed out what they wanted to the Joker to represent in the film. Mm-hmm. I'm like, good for you, man. Yeah, well, if you look at it, I mean, like, he 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 is the Joker of the comics in that they, they took the essence of the character and made it picture perfect. Um, and it was also something different enough that it wasn't boring. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't just Jack Nicholson. Because th- I think that's what everybody was afraid of when they announced Heath Ledger. Because you have this very uh, kind of iconic look for the Joker in your mind that looks kind of like Jack Nicholson. Or if you're it fucking from our generation. doesn't goddamn look like Jared Leto. Yeah, if you're from our generation, it sounds like Mark Hamill. But... All of those things. When Heath Ledger got that role, he was like 25 years old. Like, you don't think of the Joker as being in his mid-20s. That's, that's crazy. Like, Joker should be uh, in his or upper 40. 40s. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the th- You know, I think the Joker is something, especially Heath Ledger's Joker, that has reverberated throughout, po- for, throughout popular culture, and especially our generation, even generations older than us, where they now have this perception of, oh, this is what the Joker is on screen. Yeah. That's what it is. It's what it has to be. And I'm not sure what exactly it says about the way DC's handling this or the way David Ayer interpreted the character. Um, but of the past couple comic conventions, I was just at New Jersey Comic Expo this past weekend before we were at New York Comic Con. Even more recently, we had Halloween. Mm-hmm. And you can spot, like, oh, there's a Heath Ledger Joker. Oh, there's a Heath Ledger Joker. Oh, there's a Heath Ledger Joker. And I don't 
think oh, you could I count saw... on one hand how many um, uh, how many Jared Leto jokers you saw at each of those events. Yeah, I don't think I saw nearly as many. I saw three at New York Comic Con. And there are fucking 180,000 people at New York Comic Con. I saw three. There's one in Times Square um, sometimes. But yeah, for the most part, it's even still, it's it's the Heath Ledger Joker. Part of the part of that is it's an easier costume. It's hard to do those tattoos and shit and draw them on yourself. But I, you know, it's also just like to be that's fair, never no one, going to be. No one can get their hands on a hot pink alligator skin trench coat. A lot of people can now. They're uh, I think they saw my hot topic. Why am I not surprised? Um, they also sell, I guess, uh, Eddie Redmayne's coat from the Wizard movie, or the Fantastic Beast movie. Anyway, like, so... Do they sell Doctor Strange's cape? Yeah, and it's, it's the magic carpet from Aladdin, too. You feel like the magic carpet from Aladdin to you? A little bit. Um. I, I guess, I don't have a problem with that. Why don't people wear capes anymore? It's good weather cape. <laughs> it's good weather cape. As an inside joke. <laughs> Um, it's good cape weather. Yeah. Is he wearing a cape? Yeah, it's good cape weather. Seinfeld, ladies and gentlemen. This is great. Go watch it. It's on Netflix. Then watch Jessica Jones. And, Luke and Stranger Cage. Things. Still, nah, Luke Cage. still haven't gotten through Luke Cage. Still haven't finished it. I don't want that to be misconstrued as being racist, but... Oh, no. They, they already understand that now. Yeah, that's... Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. I'm on this podcast with you. Um... <laughs> No, I still haven't finished it. Don't think I will finish it, honestly. I just have no... Yeah, that's how I felt about like the first season of Daredevil, where I was just like, I like it. I like it a lot, and uh, don't feel I need to finish it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, see, with Daredevil, at least I was like... I, I, like... I finished the second season of Daredevil. I, I still haven't finished the first. See, with Daredevil, I was like, I like Matthew Murdock. Luke Cage, I'm like, I like no one. You didn't like Luke Cage himself? I like him a lot as a character. I mean, he's not as, like... I, I guess he's he's a little bit more bland than somebody like... Um, Matthew Murdoch. Matt Murdoch, but... Jessica Jones. I just... I Well, she, and Jessica Jones is my favorite out of all of them. Uh, out of all those I, Yeah, I think I think Jessica Jones is probably the best show. Um, I think personal preference, um, I think I enjoyed watching Daredevil more. And I think as a character, she's a lot She's more the strongest character. Yeah. She's the strongest character. I and think I, she had the know, strongest I like Luke arc. Cage in that show more than I like him in this one. And, this and that's the problem, cool. right? Yeah. I don't know. But whatever. I, I, I do like him as a character. I like the... Uh... I liked his origin story, and I think that was where it peaked for me. Well, I just... Uh, no, I like the idea of, like, a reformed criminal. He's he's really just trying to do the right thing. Um, and uh... you, have a, you have a black man that's a superhero, and guess what? He's still a convicted criminal that can't get any goddamn work. <laughs> that's gotta... Yeah. <laughs> I know, like you think about these people, like Spider Man and stuff. And, like they're really bad at monetizing their talents because, like, I could think of a million ways to make a lot of money uh, if I was uh, un- un- unstoppable, and I wouldn't even have to break the law. Like, I, w- I could just be a bodyguard, dude. Why wouldn't you be a bodyguard? Why isn't he a bodyguard? But yeah, I always felt like it's kind of kind of weird that like Spider Man's so poor and that Luke Cage is uh, like he can't find actual work well see the problem with spider-man is he can get around manhattan really easily but the minute you ask him it's like oh here's a delivery in the east village you're like oh shit (laughs) yeah that's true why was he working at uh what is the pizza place it's Uh, in the east village well well, there's the one in union square which is i mean arguably just as bad yeah just fucking dude 
be a seamless driver for like a restaurant in fucking Rockefeller Plaza. Yeah, work for like a Chinese food place in that area. Yeah. It's a shitload of them. Mm-hmm. Or be a fucking bodyguard. You or be a ha- window washer. You don't even have to like uh, out yourself as Spider-Man. Just be like, I'm really good at karate. Um, and I will be your bodyguard, uh, <laughs> Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I will catch a bullet with my teeth. <laughs> Block a metal armed punch. Yeah. So, Joker in this Suicide Squad movie. Do you think, like, people would complain? I've been thinking about this. Uh, if they just really went the soft reboot route and got rid of the stupid tattoos, mm-hmm. and they were just like, no, we're going to make him the Joker now. Because, like, I like Jared Leto's performance. I don't have any problem with it. I think there's it, it comes off as, like, overacting at points, but that's because it's the, the joker he, he had nothing well yeah you can't go be too over the top of the joker but he also didn't have anything to work with so like if he was going to make his mark on the role like the, the, he he was such a non-entity in the story like it all just has to be from his mannerisms and voice and stuff like that and that's what people are complaining about we're like yeah Heath ledger had a had a cool voice and a, like a cool but there's a character and but there's character it. underneath it yeah jared leto i mean you, you could do all the subtext in the world you could do all the acting homework in the world but again it's a fucking piece of paper but it's not coming th- it'll come through like i believed he was it'll a person come through it'll come through in a batman movie right or yeah. a harley quinn no, film. And i think it does come through like i could see Which? i could see like there's a person behind that character but none of the actions that he's doing um make me care um, S- simply because that's the writing though like it which also um the harley quinn film uh, is currently being referred to as Bird of Prey. And the writer... Yeah, I heard there was going to be a Birds of Prey movie. Yeah, Why are the, you trying that again? The, yeah, they're fucking putting on the CW. Uh, and the writer of that film wrote um, a reboot of something that was not being... Oh, she wrote a reboot of The Fugitive. Um, that's not being made. And she also wrote the first Transformers Cinematic Universe Bumblebee film. So we'll see how that goes. I don't understand show business, man. Like, I don't... Like, this... We live in an era where nerd culture is the culture. It's it's mainstream. The most prolific thing you could have. Why can't they go find an indie filmmaker that's, like, 20 years old, in his 20s, in his early 30s, that grew up with this shit, that loves this shit, and has something really interesting to say. Why are you giving it to somebody like David Ayer, who who just doesn't fucking know anything about Suicide Squad or care? It's because Ryan Reynolds is already Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds is already Deadpool, and Ben Affleck is already Batman. You exhausted your amount of... Well, handsome like, but, celebrities sure. that are comic book fans. Well, I'm not talking about actors. I'm talking about like writers and directors. There's got to be somebody out there that's like Max Landis age that can um, do, you know. Yeah, it's Max stuff. Landis. How well did that work out? That's why I said Max Landis aged. <laughs> Max Landis. A Max Landis type that is nothing like Max Landis. Um, yeah, well, we'll see his Batman movie. It'll Max Landis's? Be, it'll, be, it'll probably be, yeah. We'll, we'll see it eventually. It's going to happen. Harry works for DC. Yeah. Made a very uh, successful Superman story called American Alien that I haven't read. Yeah, well. He was signing uh, at <coughs> New York Comic Con. That was one of the reasons I didn't actually approach him. I just saw him and I was like, oh, God, I don't know what to say. <laughs> what if he finds out about the Twitters? 
Um, what if he hears the podcast? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, he does look at everything that his name is on. I mean, we talk so much on Twitter. I feel like he probably, if I told him, I was like, yeah, yeah I'm that guy that kind of insults you a lot and then also kisses your ass a lot. It's, it's, it's a love-hate relationship that we got going on, Max. He'd probably be like, you're oh. Try to consummate you're, that you're, relationship in your Comic Con? Yeah, I was gonna yeah, I was gonna fuck Max Landis right there on the floor. I saw his rainbow hair and I was like, oh my god. It's so dreamy. I don't think we have anywhere else to go from there. I'm Tyler Pino. And this has been the Fantasia of the Off Time Jive podcast. I know. Oh god, I I should like wait two weeks to release this one and just like fucking whore it out on Twitter being like this is going to be Fantasia the, of our uh, podcast. The, the it is going to change the way you think about off-time jive. Mind-bending. They're like, oh no, it's exactly the same boring bullshit that you always do. <laughs> you don't have a plan about anything. Uh, you, you just you 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 stutter a lot like that, and uh, talk too close to the microphone. Well, I'm Michael Holler. Yeah, my house. <laughs> <laughs>